You're listening to Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Tuesday, November 28th. Welcome back from break, Rams. Hopefully your time back on campus has been treating you well. I'm Lee Zimpel, your news director. And I am Tyler Weatherwax, your assistant news director. And we are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, a man was shot and killed just before fall break near the Oval. Tyler will go over more in-campus news. And two arrests as part of a child predator sting operation were announced last week. This and more in local news with Lee. Then, if you like art, live music, or both, there are a handful of local events just around the corner that might be just for you. Tyler will give you the rundown in events news. Later on in the broadcast, there's been a recent uptick in respiratory sickness in dogs across the nation, including Colorado. Find out what you can do to help keep your dog safe in national news with Lee. And with that, we'll get started with campus news. Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax, and this is your Colorado State University campus news. A man was shot and killed near campus on November 17th, just north of Colorado State University's Oval. The shooting happened near the corner of College Avenue and Laurel Street. Police responded to the man after a 911 call they received about a man near campus with a sharp object and pepper spray. The man, when confronted by officers, was tased and then charged at the officers. The officers then shot the man. The investigation is still ongoing. A new program at CSU will aim to help students get hands-on experience in agriculture. The RAM Scholars Program is creating a new way to learn in the industry by working with things such as crops and soil, rather than simply learning about it with no tangible connection. Part of the program includes giving students the chance to practice their teaching skills with other students before entering the workforce. The university hopes to expand the program in the future and will be accepting applications for the next semester. Contributions to both of these stories come from CBS Colorado News. Coming up next is Lee with your local news covering a Larimer County prison inmate who has died after a potential overdose. In local news, a Larimer County jail inmate died over the weekend, hours after being hospitalized for a possible overdose. The inmate died after returning to the jail from the hospital. Now, the Larimer Critical Incident Response Team, or CIRT, will lead the investigation into his death. As of now, police have not identified the man. According to a release from the police, the man was arrested in Johnstown Friday morning for felony drug charges. Soon after the man was brought to the Larimer County Jail, he began to show signs of an overdose. Authorities then moved him to an area hospital. Just after 9 that night, he then returned to the jail. The next day, on Saturday, around 1.30 in the afternoon, a deputy making routine checks found the inmate unresponsive in his cell. The release said medical staff and deputies, quote, immediately began performing life-saving efforts, but the inmate did not survive. Authorities said the inmate was the only person assigned to the cell and was alone inside. No other details have been released to the public as of now, but for now, the Larimer County Coroner's Office is working to determine the official cause of death, and sometime in the future, the Coroner's Office will also release the man's identity. The Loveland Police Department will be leading the CIRT investigation, but you can expect public updates from Fort Collins Police Services. Earlier this month, the Larimer County Sheriff's Office joined forces with Johnstown detectives and the U.S. Air Force for a child predator sting operation. Investigators posed as underage sex workers in online forums. Several men reached out looking for services, but were met with law enforcement when showing up to an agreed location. 
As announced by the county last week, two men from Larimer County were arrested. 41-year-old Jose Calderon of Greeley and 37-year-old Vincent Chirafisi are both accused of multiple child predator felonies and are facing a handful of charges. In the release, Larimer County Sheriff John Fayen said the effort to prevent exploitation of youth is not over yet. He said, quote, child predators are not welcome here, and we will continue taking a proactive approach to stop this predatory behavior in northern Colorado. The Horsetooth Mountain Open Space Trailhead closed yesterday for construction. The closure was originally planned to last for this week only, but now the trailhead will stay closed a little further into next month. The trailhead will reopen in about three weeks on December 18th. Until then, crews will focus on improving the parking and kiosk area. An update from Larimer County said that the goal was to improve traffic flow for visitors and vehicles. The work is part of the updated open space management plan, which was put into motion by the county last year. Even though the open space trailhead is closed, the open space itself will still be accessible through the Soderberg or Blue Sky trailheads. If you're planning on going anytime soon and want to check the trail access updates, you can do that online at trails.colorado.gov. You might remember that last month, two new red light cameras were set up at a couple busy intersections in Fort Collins. Since then, if you were caught by either of these cameras for a red light violation, you would have gotten off with a warning. But now that 30-day warning period is over, and instead of a slap on the wrist, you'll face a fee of $75. As of the weekend, the county announced the warning period ended for the red light camera at the intersection of Shields and Harmony. Then next week, on December 7th, the second camera at LeMay and Drake will also start sending red light violation fees instead of warnings. If you happen to get a red light violation, you'll just have that $75 fee. You won't have to worry about any points being added to your license. According to the release, the cameras were added at the intersections of Shields and Harmony and LeMay and Drake because of how busy they are. They were also picked because of crash data. The cameras are part of a, sa a safety program that aims to lower the number of collisions in Fort Collins. I'm Lee Zimpel, and those were your local news updates. Coming up, art and live music lovers both have some opportunities for fun, and it's just around the corner. Tyler will fill you in right after the break. KCSU programming is supported by Chipper's Axe Throwing with a new axe throwing facility inside of Chipper's Horse Tooth Lanes. You can book an axe throwing experience at chipperslanes.com. Located at Chipper's Horse Tooth Lanes, 217 West, Horse Tooth Road, near the intersection of College Avenue and Horse Tooth Road. Chipper's Lanes, bowling, 
laser tag, arcade, axe throwing, and sand volleyball. Reserve online at chipperslanes.com. Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax with some upcoming Fort Collins events. Tomorrow night at the Aggie Theater is Pickin' on the Dead. The band creates a unique twist of Grateful Dead songs by playing them in a bluegrass style. Doors will be open tomorrow at 8 p.m. Tomorrow night we'll also have the Wrapped in Meaning event. Artist Shelby Shadwell and Annalee Shore will create some of their artwork using charcoal and blankets. Shelby creates large-scale charcoal drawings while Annalee uses blankets as her canvas and utilizes the fold and the blankets to create a grid and then paints on the blanket. The event is tomorrow at noon at the Lincoln Center. And lastly for tomorrow is the Collaborating with Excess event. The event is also at the Lincoln Center at noon tomorrow and features Catherine Knudsen, who takes traditional media and abstract shapes to create artwork intended to heal, refashion, and beautify. That's all for your upcoming events, but stay tuned for Thursday's show. There's going to be a lot more. Next is Lee, who has your national news covering an unusual disease spreading in dogs that can make your animal ill. Back with national news. Throughout fall this year, it's been a hot season for respiratory viruses. And now it's not just humans feeling it, but also man's best friend. In recent months, a respiratory virus that can cause severe pneumonia has been affecting dogs in hotspots across the nation, including Fort Collins and along the Front Range. Both pet owners and veterinarians have been stunned, according to the CSU Veterinary Teaching Hospital. More typical respiratory viruses in dogs, often called kennel cough, can cause coughing for up to 7 or 10 days. But some cases this year have experts seen coughing for several weeks. According to the Coloradoan, pneumonia only happens with some kennel cough cases, but the CSU Veterinary Hospital is saying that it's seen an uptick in pneumonia this year, with some cases being fatal. The symptoms to be on the lookout for include continued coughing, eye or nasal discharge, sneezing, loss of appetite, trouble breathing, and extreme lethargy or low energy. The Colorado Department of Agriculture said that veterinarians across Colorado have reported double the amount of respiratory cases they usually see during an outbreak. These cases have dogs presenting with symptoms that have little response to treatment, but very few of those cases led to the dog's death. Cases like these have also been reported in Oregon, Florida, and New Hampshire. 
The department said that some testing has been done to try and figure out why there's a boom in respiratory sickness, but so far, nothing solid has been found. The department said, though, that this doesn't automatically mean there's a new virus and that there are many causes that could be at play. Outbreaks of respiratory disease in dogs are not uncommon, according to the state. As experts continue to look into the outbreak, there are some things you can do for your dog to help keep them safe. Experts first recommend keeping your dog up to date on vaccines. Staying on top of those will help support your dog's overall immune system. That way, they can more easily fight off infection in general. Experts also say to closely watch for physical symptoms, especially coughing that could be paired with eye or nasal discharge and sneezing. One way to prevent disease from the start is to avoid large groups of dogs. For now, experts are saying to play it safe by avoiding dog parks, grooming facilities, and any other places that could have your dog come into contact with a lot of other dogs. If your dog needs to go to a daycare, grooming, or a similar place, make sure your dog is up to date on vaccines because that will be important. Experts say if you notice any symptoms in your dog, it's worth reaching out to your vet as soon as you can. If you want to keep tabs on the disease itself, the Colorado Department of Agriculture will post updates online at agcolorado.gov. Back in May, Google announced an update to their inactive account policy, saying that accounts that haven't been used in at least two years could be deleted. Now the deletions are set to start this Friday. So if you have a Google account that you haven't used in a while, you have until the end of the week to sign in before it could face the possibility of being deleted. Starting Friday, accounts deemed inactive will be erased in a phased approach, according to the Associated Press. If you have an account at risk for deletion, you should get several notices sent to the email of the account. You should also get notices sent to a recovery email if one is set up. If nothing is done, the content on the account's Google Drive, Docs, and all could be lost. If you want to prevent losing an account, the easiest way is to log in at least once every two years. Doing that will prevent it from being flagged as inactive. And other ways to keep that account active are if the account is set up with existing subscriptions, including third-party ones like Spotify or Netflix. Saving content on Google Photos looks a little different, though. Photos content could also be deleted after those two years of inactivity, so you'll have to open up the specific Photos app every so often to keep your images from going into the trash. On the bright side, not everything should be at risk. There are some exceptions. Google said accounts made for organizations like schools and companies will not be affected. If you're worried about any of your accounts, there are tools to help manage and back up your data before it's gone. Google Takeout is one example. It lets users move account data outside of Google, and its inactive account manager gives you options on what to do with your account and data if it gets marked inactive. For example, you get off to send select files to other accounts. Google also says it'll work on a case-by-case -case basis for immediate family when moving data from or closing the account of a deceased loved one. For now, Google is asking users to set up a recovery email for your account if you haven't already. The company says it'll be helpful for sending inactive notices to remind you every couple years. Information for this story comes from the Associated Press. That'll wrap up national news for now, but coming up, Austin Martin will get you up to speed in all things CSU sports. We'll be right back.
This is 90.5. I'm here with members of High Point Services, and you are listening to KCSU Fort Collins. Yeah! Hi, I'm Austin Martin, Assistant Sports Director at KCSU. Here's what's going on this week in sports. CSU football lost to the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors 24-27. This loss eliminates the Rams' hopes of bowl eligibility, thus bringing an end to their season. Rams wide receiver Torrey Horton had nine receptions for 186 yards and one touchdown. Rams freshman running back Justin Marshall ran the ball 20 times for 94 yards and one touchdown. CSU volleyball played in the Mountain West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas, Nevada last week. Colorado State received a number two seed, so they did not play the first day of the tournament. On Thanksgiving Day, the Rams swept the New Mexico Lobos, and Karina Lieber set a Mountain West Conference tournament record with a .769 hitting percentage in the semifinal matchup. In the Mountain West Conference tournament final on Friday, the Rams lost to the Fresno State Bulldogs in reverse sweep fashion. Despite the loss, Malaya Jones recorded 34 kills for the Rams. Two Colorado State Rams made the Mountain West All-Tournament team. Shout out to outside hitter Malaya Jones and Emery Herman on making the team. CSU men's basketball defeated Boston College last Wednesday, 86-74. Isaiah Stevens had 18 points and 8 assists in the win. On Turkey Day, the Rams demolished the number 8 ranked Creighton Blue Jays 69-48. Isaiah Stevens had another great performance, tallying 20 points with 7 assists. Rashawn Memba stepped up in the place of the injured Patrick Cartier with 13 points and 4 rebounds for the Rams. And guess who? Isaiah Stevens was awarded Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. After remaining undefeated and a big upset win with the Colorado State Rams, they are now the 20th ranked team in the nation. CSU women's basketball defeated South Dakota Mines 92-56. After three quarters, the score was 60-46 before the Rams outscored South Dakota Mines 32-10 in the fourth quarter. McKenna Hofschild finished with a double-double performance with 20 points and 14 assists. 48 points were scored by the Rams bench, including 18 points from Marta LeMain. On Sunday, the Rams defeated the San Francisco Dons 62-53 to remain undefeated on the season. The Rams were down 27-23 at halftime, but put together a comeback in the second half. Hofschild filled up the box score with 23 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals. And Hofschild's work on the court last week earned her Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. I'm Austin Martin, and this is what's going on this week in sports. At the point of the season we're at right now, I feel like we're at a good spot between fall and winter. It's pretty sunny, but it's not too hot. There's snow out there, but the roads aren't dangerous. It feels just right to me. And for the most part, this week is going to stay that way, minus the occasional day or two that'll run just a little chillier. Today was nice and sunny, but it didn't get overly warm. Temperatures peaked at around 47 degrees. The wind was soft, but it might have made it feel a little colder out there if it caught you without a jacket on. Tonight, the sky will stay clear as temperatures fall as low as 17 degrees. Wednesday, we'll see another sunny day. It'll feel just a tad warmer as we reach a high of 51. The breeze should be just as soft, if not softer, than today. Then Wednesday night, some clouds will roll in, but it's not likely we'll see any snow. Thursday, it'll cool off a bit. Temps will hover around a high of 37, and wind should pick up slightly in the afternoon. 
We'll see some clouds in the sky, but other than that, it should be partly sunny. Thursday, more clouds rolling in, but there's still no solid indicator we'll see more snow, at least as of right now. The low will drop to around 15 degrees. If you want the rest of the week's forecast, that'll happen in the next episode of Rocky Mountain Review, which will air this Thursday at 4 p.m. We'll get you ready for the end of the week with the weekend weather report. Until then, that'll wrap up weather for now. The information for this forecast comes from the National Weather Service. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music. We'd also like to thank the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.